Welcome to Retire Stronger, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about budgeting. Are your wants busting your budget and ruining your dreams? See, sometimes we find ourselves just starting or just beginning or just starting over. It's hard to comprehend. Will we ever be able to get back on our feet or figuring out how to understand our money? See, we all desire, desire to have money in the bank or be successful with our finances. To even have a retirement savings in our bank account, have a savings for that, for that effect in our bank account, have emergency savings and so forth. You know, many times we think we just can't figure out how to get out of this crazy money, money maze, or we don't even know what to do to even get started. We just try to do our best. Um, but things just make, we just try to make ourselves feel better by shopping. You know, everything is on sale right now in the middle of this COVID. Every time we turn around, there's sale here and there's a sale there. So we do what we call shopping therapy. And so we go out here and we shop. We're not paying attention to how much money we're saving right now, but it makes us feel good when we shop, 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 or when we buy this and we buy that and we give gifts to our friends. It makes us feel better that they feel good, that they get something from us and we made them feel all right. Or that when we get something, we don't have to think about what we're doing right now, but then we get back home and we feel what we call buyer's remorse. Well, time is slipping by, ladies, and after a while we find our ages slipping by too, and we realize that we don't have any money. I remember one time in my shop, when I had a shop one time, and my dad used to come in my shop all the time, and he would say, are you really making money? That used to drive me absolutely insane. And I was like, yeah, I'm making money. And I used to think, well, just because I had enough money to pay my bills, I was okay. Was I? Well, this is going to be a good exercise for us all today. Because if you think you're making money, you might be paying your bills or you might be shorter than your bills. Let's find out how much money you really are making. And could we really start assigning our money to a purpose. Because ladies, if we start acting like we are really the CFO of our money, acting like we're the chief financial officers of our bank account, we would start finding out that we would be better off by making a plan and budgeting our money and directing ourselves on where we're going to go for our futures. Okay? Because there's a better way of having money. So I'm going to teach you how to be her, how to be the CFO of your bank account. Okay. It's time for us to reorganize. Okay. You have been there and I promise you more than once in your life when you had to regroup, I want to help you get back on track. Let's get back on track and control your money and not have your money controlling you. So let's talk about the problem. Let's talk about the real problem. Well, the real problem is we must stop thinking about today and start planning for tomorrow. It's just that simple, you know. We must get real with ourselves and take a true inventory of our finances and begin to create an action plan and take this action plan of our current situation. All right? Let's get started with that.
If having wealth and having a retirement plan is really important to you, the time to start planning is right now. You cannot wait. You cannot wait. And again, close to retirement, you have to make this happen now or you'll find yourself shortchanged. You need to start now and seeing what you got to do to make this achievement happen. See, 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Cutting back on your spending is a good start to building wealth. 87% of women who write down their financial plans meet their goals, but only 52% of these women have a written plan. Today, we will begin by creating that budget for ourselves and sticking to our plans. We're going to make that a goal for ourselves. So to get a firm grip on our money, we must budget this money and it will help us gain this control. So I want you to grab a pen and pencil and I want us to start writing down this plan. It's going to make it easier for us to cover all of our expenses and direct our money. We're going to create a purpose for every single dollar that's coming in our homes and have a plan of what we're going to do with our money. So go get your pens and go get your paper and let's get started. Let's talk about the nine steps to creating a budget. You have to start by creating this picture of what your financial situation is going to look like. You have to have a list of all your bills set out in front of you. And as well as your paycheck stubs and bank records or your receipts for the last three months. Okay, we're going to talk about nine steps. Step one. Let's talk about your income. What's coming in your household? I want to know all about your income. Begin by listing it. Child support, government benefits, social security. What about your investments? All of that money, your paychecks and so forth, write it down. We want to know about it. If you are a business owner, you should put down the amount of money you pay yourself. Okay, not the money that the business is making. What are you paying yourself? Okay, each month rather than the business total income. If you do not get paid each month, I want you to look at how much money you had last year divided by 12 and determine your likely monthly income this year. Okay. Step number two, list categories of mandatory expenses. Okay, category of mandatory expenses. These are your expenses that you must pay every month. You have to pay these bills every month, like your mortgage, your rent payments, electricity, water, heat, internet, food, your health insurance maybe, prescriptions you take every single month. I want you to do child care, transportation, alimony. Things like this. You need, to, you need to identify these mandatory expenses. Write this down. You don't need to put down how much you're paying for these right now. I just want you to start writing these down as the categories of your expenses. Okay? Just keep writing. All of these are the mandatory expenses you must pay every single month. Now, these also would include if you have like student loans, put that down. All right. Every month. Okay. I want you to put down credit card payments. Put that down. 
All right. Don't worry about assigning the values again in this time. We're going to get to that. Step number three, we're going to list categories that you can do without. These are, these are the wants. Okay. These are your wants expenses also called discretionary expenses. Okay. Things you can do without. Okay. These are like your fitness memberships. You know, you can go to the club, but you can also do this at home, right? Yes. Fitness memberships, clothing. You can use some of the things we have. We can also go to some of the thrift shops, right? Yep. Cable TV. We can go without that for a little bit, right? If we're going to try to save our money and budget or try to get ourselves back on the right foot, cable TV, streaming subscriptions. How many streaming subscriptions do we have? Well, I can say I got Netflix, Hulu. We have how many other ones? Um, uh, Amazon. We have a lot of streaming right now. Oh my gosh. You can get rid of a couple of those right now, right? Eating out entertainment. We have those. Leisure travel. Well, I don't know how many of us are doing that much of that right now, but we might have to carve that. Personal grooming, pet grooming. Maybe we can carve on some of that, not this much. Um, house cleaning, home decor. Oh, we're getting a little excited with that right now. Might need to cut that down. You can also include savings goals, okay? So we might have been saying we're going to be a little extra with our savings. This is a one. This is a one but not necessarily a need to if we're trying to carve our spending, such as retirement accounts or down payment funds and discretionary expenses, okay? Again, things that we can do without. They will not be immediate consequences if you scale back for a minute while we're trying to get our budget in order, but they may be long-term consequences if you ignore these, okay, for a long extended period of time. Once your budget is under control, you can move these to your mandatory expenses. You'll have some money where you can pay for these things, you know. Step number four, estimated expenses. Once you have all of your spending categories listed, it is time to sign how much these will cost you. How much the value of each one of these categories are. So without looking at your spending patterns, I want you to go right back and write down what you think you must or you are spending on these categories, like for your rent, for your mortgage, and for your car payment, and for your whatever. Go back now and let's put down what you normally are spending on these categories. That's what we're doing under this. That's step four. Step five, now we're going to compare what you estimate that you're paying on all your, all your expenses to what you actually are paying. All right. I hope you guys are following me. If not, take a pause review. Okay. So now we're going to compare estimated expenses. So we're going to go back through your spending history by looking at your trends using your bank statements for the last three months. Okay. And determine what you actually did spend for each one of those categories. Let's see what you did. You can use these receipts and those bank statements to determine what you did. Compare these to the numbers you estimated. Now, if you notice that there's a big difference between what you estimated 
and what your bank statements have said that you spent, there's a strong indicator that you might need to have a stricter budget. All right. So now let's start talking about assigning spending limits within your income. So step number six, we're going to assign spending limits within your income. So once you have a sense of how much you are spending per month compared to what you think you spend, it's time to set these limits. We're going to start a budget. Okay. For mandatory expenses. So then we're going to add these values and subtract them from our money. How much we make in income. The amount you have left is what you can budget for your wants and savings goals. You know, that discretionary expenses category. All right. So what your budget, what you budget for expenses should not be more than your income. What you budget for your expenses should not be more than what you make. Otherwise, you're going to what? End up in debt. This is a big point right here. Your expenses can't be more than what you make. This is where you're going to find out where the rubber hits the road. If you have debt payments, start by budgeting for the minimum payments. Then add more if you have available funds left over. If you have additional money after you plan this budget, you could add it to the categories for your financial goals, like saving for your retirement or your emergency fund. After that, you can budget more for your wants and your luxuries. So now we can go on that vacation and the cruise. Let's go to step number seven. Now let's start looking for ways we could cut some expenses. So we can start saying, if you have more expenses than an income that you have, you're going to have to look for new ways to cut on your expenses. You can start by lowering your spending limits in the discretionary, in your want-to category, all right, or eliminating them entirely. So we can eliminate all as many of your discretionary in your wants category, that fitness fund, you can eliminate anything in that whole area and saying, well, that's one place I could cut and save me some money right there. And I could take that money and start getting me out of debt. Right. We could do that. Now look for places where you could reduce your mandatory expenses. So can you, can we lower our car payment? Can we redo, can we refinance our house and get that payment down some? Can we get rid of some of my credit card debt? Can we do any of that? Can we have a cheaper insurance premium? Maybe I should shop around and get my, um, my car and auto, my auto and home insurance a little bit lower. This is the time to look at that. Can we use lower electricity in my house? Can we do that? Can we cut cable? You know, can we do car sharing at work? Um, can we spend less on groceries? Can we start taking our lunch instead of, eating out so much. There are things that we could do to reduce our grocery bill. Those are ways we could do that. If your expenses are still more than your income, you may need to increase the amount you earn by adding a second job or taking on a gig at work or having a side hustle. You know, all of us have had to do that once in a while. Even today, all of us are very talented people. As a culture, we are talented people. 
I even to this day, I'm still, as being a retirement and wealth advisor and so forth, I still am an artist. I can always make money in art. What can you make money in also and make additional money if you ever need to make money in? Think about it. You, we do not always have to worry about robbing Peter to pay Paul. Find other ways you can bring additional income in your home. Women know how to do hair. Women know how to uh, type letters for people and maybe help them with their taxes or help them with their numbers or they can do a lot of things. No other ways that you can always bring additional income in your home. Let's think about it, guys. But there's another way you can maybe bring money to the bottom line in your income. Number eight, track your spending. So once you've set a budget for yourself, for the month, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to track your money and stop when you have reached your limits in each category. When you stop spending, that's called sticking to your budget. I remember there are times when you have people in your family. I remember older people in the family used to have envelopes around. They have put their cash money in an envelope, and whatever's in the envelope is all they got to spend. Some people have that kind of budget and they stick to that. They put cash in and say, "That's all I'm going to spend," and I'm sticking to it. That's sticking to your budget. Whatever it takes, stick to your budget. If you end up spending more in one category than you had planned, you can transfer money in that category over to the other category. For example, if you budgeted $400 for food in one month and you ended up spending $450 in that, then you got to move $50 from another category to cover that. So in order to do that, you need to keep a, uh, a check on that, on that money from that category and spend less than that category. How much you have left, you have to keep up with your money. You got to track your money. That's how we do it. And final step, step number nine, plan for the next month. After you completed your first month of budgeting, it is easier to plan for the next month. Look at how you spent. And make adjustments for your categories in which you spent more. Then you plan and cut back on those categories that had additional funds in them. You should also look ahead to the larger expenses that's coming up, like your holidays, taxes, and so forth. You're going to have to plan for those expenses as you set your budgets so that you'll be prepared for the next month. Some of us, as business owners, you have to plan to pay certain things like taxes in April and so forth. You have to plan if you're going to try to buy a car. You got to plan for that. So things like that. Plan for those things. But your first month is the hardest one to get off the track. So once you do that, you'll start feeling a whole lot better about yourself because you have a what? A written plan. Now, ladies, that was a lot. I know I brought a lot to you. So I'm going to let you digest that and take a moment and let that just, you know, digest here. And so I'm going to take a moment and help you wrap things up. Nine steps to budgeting. I want you to make sure that you get it. So I want to review it one more time just for you to get it. All right. You realize that what I'm saying is step one, I want you to know your, but I want you to know your income. Step two, I want you to list your categories of your mandatory expenses. Okay. Step three, I want you to know what is considered your wants and expenses. You're going to write that down. All right. Step four, I want you to estimate your expenses. Step five, I want you to compare both of those expenses. 
steps. Six, I want you to assign limits within your income. Step seven, I want you to look for places that you can cut those expenses. Step eight, I want you to track your expenses. And step nine, I want you to plan for your next month. And that's where we are, ladies. I want you to get that budget going. I want you to write it down. And I want you to feel empowered that if you have a budget, you wrote it down and you keep contract and you keep um, control of your money, that you are moving in the right direction to knowing about where your money is and you can become the CFO of your money and your finances. Well, ladies, that's it for us today. If you have any questions about today's topic, please feel free to DM us on... ISAA Retire Strong on Facebook or Instagram, or contact us on our website at www.isaaretirestrong.com. Next week, our topic for discussion will be things that has been costing you an insurance and you didn't even know it. Until then, we'll see you Thursday.